what I've learned through the years is like every everybody's focused on reaching up when we just need to reach out because mm. everything we need around us, everything we need to sustain ourselves and to build something, mm-hmm. you know, that has, um, you know, strong foundation to it is is in this room you know what i'm saying it's like your community and everything or everything you need is right around you you know so it's like i'd say the one thing i want to leave behind is just that like we have each other and we have sustainability around us we just have to build it we have the social capital we have the people we have the ideas we have the minds you know it's just like who's gonna who's gonna do it you know who's gonna who's gonna build an umbrella for us to stand under you know so it's like Shift Dyke Michaels making food and he's making comedy too. Thaddeus J. McKee is co-hosting with the guy I mentioned previously. Sauce Boss Zach's on the one to two. So good he calls them twos and threes. And as always, there's a guest who is sure to please on Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me as always, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slappy Pepper Wham Wham. On the ones, the twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan, everybody. Hey there. Everything, <laughs> everything's backwards in the studio today, so I was like, look, look Zach's not over there. Uh, two very special guests with us in studio. Uh, uh, rapper uh, Sirius Black is with us in studio tonight, today, this morning. Hello. And producer extraordinaire uh, Bobby Trennels is with us. Hello. Hey, hey. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, Before we get started, I do want to say uh, shout out to uh, Audra Sternberg. Yes. Who uh, invited us to one of these. They're doing a series of chef-driven dinners at uh, Bluebeard. Mm. And it's like upstairs on Monday night. It's really cool. So it's kind of like when Bluebeard itself is closed. But they have this like cool room upstairs. And they do like special uh like real small intimate dinners like 18 people yeah and they'll have like rotating chefs come in yeah and uh thad and i got a chance to get invited to one and it was amazing you show up you feel like you're in a clue dinner party like there was a murder (laughs) that took place somewhere and i know i'm not trying to like advertise that it has death vibes yeah but it it was really cool people were dressed up people we had what a seven course meal it was something like that it was ridiculous that should be illegal and a, and and a wine pairing with each one. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, and they, they they try to do special special pairings with everything, and it's real cool, especially if you're like a service industry person. A lot of times Monday is your only day off, um, or if it's just something you want to like treat your significant other to. Uh, definitely go check that out. Um, what was the uh, the copy here? Uh, they wanted to showcase and make friends with their. Neighbors to bring a fun and intimate evening of food and great conversations in the Indianapolis community, Zach. Each visiting chef will team up with their chef, pastry chef, and Sam to bring you a five-course paired menu that will surely excite your taste buds. Tickets are limited to just 18 seats, so you can gather around their family-sized table to enjoy an evening with one another. Uh, Check out, uh, just go to Bluebeard, check it it all out. It really is great. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I do. I have to take my glasses off, Zach, like an old man now when I read. Is that what you're laughing at? My bifocals. <laughs> uh, welcome to the program. Uh, okay, I, I want your honest, uh, unfiltered opinion. I don't know how much they front loaded this with you while, while you're out there. Um, yeah, no, nothing. What do you think of the theme song? What was your what was your honest critique of the theme song? Uh, is did did the person who made the, is the person who made the theme? I'm sorry. Uh, it's it's a good start. <laughs> hey, that's they're not here. They're not here. Yeah, so. it's a good start. Oh no, it's no, no, no. they're not in the room. No, no, no. It's a good start. It's, uh, uh, it, I'm it, uh, hey, you know, you every, it's got you got to start somewhere. Would you, you know? say in your top five right now? Did they, did they just move up to your top five rapper? Top five bad songs? <laughs> or well, no, I'm sorry. No, uh, yeah. no, you. Uh, you just need you just need a little more sauce, man. You just need a little more drip on it. Yeah, yeah. We, we we definitely do. Well, so, so I'm gonna I'm I'm do I'm gonna whip me and Bobby gonna whip something up for y'all. 
Hey, that would be amazing. Hey, we're gonna do something. Yeah. That's what the harder yeah, brunch true. fans want. They that's what they want. Well, we've been we've been teasing it for like two years. I think two years ago, we were like, we need to ask Sirius Black to make a theme song. Yeah. And then I think an old uh, co-host tried to reach out and then yeah. didn't follow up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. And then yeah. it got lost to the ages. And then we outsourced it to our uh, Caucasian rapper friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'll be honest with you. I've liked it unless there's a black guest. And as soon as, and it's because one time we had a black guest come on and their critique was, he goes, oh, it's real breathy. I could tell he was... <laughs> Could tell he was a white rapper by how breathy he was, yeah, and hot. now it's like I can't unhear it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so whenever there's a black uh, uh, guest on the show, I can't look him at the eye. Do the theme <laughs> song, I'm like, oh no, just like twiddling our thumbs, looking at the breathless. walls. Yeah, man, we got to get y'all right, man. We go, yeah. Gonna so that's right. that's super sure. exciting. We will. Uh, I don't know. We go crazy if that happens. You, Something you can be proud of. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start, man. Uh, I've been following. Following your career forever, I feel like uh, you're a, a Indianapolis uh, uh, staple. Uh, one of my favorite songs was a collaboration you did years ago, but it was a real East Side song. It was shot up at Jay Clyde's, the the Bill Murray song. Yeah, 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 Bill Murray uh, with uh, <laughs> with Oreo and John Samson. It looked like you guys just had a really fun time doing that. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing that shit. That was great. Uh, we were, I feel like we were kids when we did that. Yeah, that's what, like it's, uh, it's about ten around. years. Yeah, like a long time. When did you when did you when did you start your uh when did you start your career? Um I started doing music. I I've had a long I I started doing music when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um Serious Black stuff came about about 2011. Yeah. But before that, uh I was in punk bands when I was a kid, you know. Uh came up in a indie hip hop band and played a lot of shitty basement shows with punk bands through the years and uh eventually started doing serious black stuff before that i was uh doing poetry and shit when i was a kid you know Mm -hmm. i used to do write poems and shell silverstein type stuff you know so yeah i've always done something artistically yeah but serious black stuff started when i was uh 21 yeah i was like uh, leaving my band and I wanted to do some rap shit and uh, just kind of came about started making demos on this uh, Tascam like 12 channel mixer mm-hmm. and uh, yeah went from there went from there yeah. real quick who is someone that like spoke into you that like said like hey you have talent or you should keep going um I had a lot of I've had a lot of people I've been blessed to have a lot of people in my corner through the years in that sense um, who've kind of like helped me, you know, like had a few Mr. Miyagi's through yeah. the years, you know, people kept me on straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my mom, my mom was a poet and uh, an artist coming up when she was younger and I'm the oldest as eight. So it's a lot of us. Okay. Uh, yeah. So she kind of gave that shit up and, always instilled in me to like write out how I was feeling and shit when I was being a badass kid. Yeah. You know, so that eventually turned into me like writing poems and uh I started writing like, you know, fucking I don't wanna go to school today type poems when I was a kid. Yeah. Shel Silverstein type shit. And then uh eventually just started writing raps. Yeah. But yeah, I would say my mom. My mom's always been my biggest supporter. Yeah. For sure. You said you started off in a punk band. Uh, yeah, I, I, I used to do. I used to be in a band, but like a real shitty band. And all I wanted to do was like, because I, I have no musical talent, but I used to rap, just like everyone kind of used to rap. But yeah. like my thing with being in the band was I liked the fact of it being louder and there being like a musical instrument to it. And this was around the day of like rock rap bands anyway, so it's like you kind of get away with it. But as a lyricist, I was always bummed that, like, I felt like I spent so much time writing these lyrics, and then we get to show, and it's like, nobody hears a word that I'm saying. Like, nobody <laughs> can possibly comprehend what's being said. Was that ever something that was in your mind about, like, being a lyricist in a in a punk band? And, like, were you like, people can't hear what I'm saying, and nah, I prefer not, to have it in a different medium? Not really. Um, so, for me, 
like punk, hardcore, and hip hop go hand in hand. Mm. Um, culturally, and just the DIY mentality of both genres, they're both cut from the same cloth. They both share a lot of the same dingy basements, you know, mm. um, and that's just been the truth since the inception of both, you know, genres. Uh, so it's like, for me, they it was always the same. Like the transition was was easy, you know. Like it wasn't um, difficult at all. And I grew up, you know, as a kid. Like, you know, the first CD I ever bought was Lincoln Park and uh, Hybrid Theory two, in two thousand two thousand one. I was eleven years old. I bought it at Fye with my own money, saved it up, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah. I mean, that's just kind of shaped my journey since then. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, I feel like those. Yeah, they're one and the same. I think it was Fab Five, Fab Five Freddy. Uh, he has this quote. He said, "Hip hop is black punk rock." You know, that's mm. exactly what it is. Yeah. It's, it's great. That's great. Like we were talking about, like you have a lot of projects and the stuff that you're like looking forward to. Did you want to speak to one of those projects that uh, that you've been jostling around the mind? I, just, I, I got a lot of projects, bro. <laughs> I got a lot of fucking projects, yeah. man. Uh, a lot, like just it's unnecessary. I, and I'm we're still we're still making new ones constantly. Um, so right now uh, I have I have Serious Black, uh, which is my my soul shit. Um, I'm in a um, three person group called Bless. Yes, um, with my brother Oreo Jones and my brother um, David Adamson, aka Sedcon Archives. Um, and we do like experimental hip hop shit. Um, then I have a group called Overslept, which is me and my buddy Jonah, uh, Jonah Crouch. We were in a band together um, years ago, and uh, he's like my oldest writing partner. We've been writing music together for 15 years. And uh, our probably yeah, we have a project called Overslept that's just like indie hip hop R&B type shit. Um, I have a new metal project. Uh, which I'm working on. I'm six six songs deep into that with Bobby, some of our homies uh, out in L.A. Uh, and then Bobby and I have another project that we're working on right now. Um, like five projects? Yeah, called House of Wolves. So, yeah, five in all. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, I yeah, I got a lot of shit, and it's unnecessary, but it's like <laughs> I... Having it, having it, like, structured out, and it's like, I know this goes to this, and it's like... I like that, you know. I like it all being separated and different. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? Um, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby hit me up and uh, was just like, I want to send you some beats. And I feel like that happens a lot through the years. You get people, like, as soon right. as you type the word beats on Twitter, mm -hmm. you yeah. get fucking flooded with bots that are like, <laughs> check out my shit, you know. Like, so uh, he sent me some shit and it was. It was really, really, really good. Yeah, shout and, out to uh, Andrew Renshaw. He's the one who put me on to you. Hell yeah. Hell He's yeah. like, you should check out Serious Black. I'm like, all right. I like, uh, I pride I pride myself in like hearing something, hearing an idea and knowing that it's not executed to its fullest potential, but it's, it's there. Mm -hmm. You know, it just needs a little sharpening. It needs like, uh, mm -hmm. it just needs a little work. You know, and it's like, I could tell like, Bobby was doing some really different shit that I had never heard before. You know, it was just like unshaped, you know, like, the, yeah. the, like it, it just was, but then it was just cause you, you know, it was like, you hadn't really been in a professional setting yet, but as soon as we got in the studio and like locked it in, it was like, and I mean, now he's one of the best producers in the city, you know? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, Bubba. You should say that more often. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I need to it makes hear me that. feel weird. I don't like compliments. Dude. Uh, I was, I'm the insult same. Insult me. Don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> insult me, please. Roast me, bro. Like, don't fucking compliment me. What, what's, I'll, I'll take a compliment. I can take like one compliment and then I just go, thank you. And then I, after I, that, it's like, I right. acknowledge the fact that I don't, I said thank you. I don't take compliments well, but thank you. And then anything after that just makes me feel awkward. Let's talk about something else. Also, <laughs> also somebody brought up the fact that if a comp, any compliment that goes on too long, eventually becomes a critique anyway like it's just right. like oh man i love your music oh man i love this track oh man why'd you say this one thing though? I, don't <laughs> I was like what there's always a butt coming up yeah there's always a butt yeah. in there somewhere uh so you do a lot of you do a lot of collaborations and stuff yeah. uh this sounds like with all kinds of different projects going on 
What's your worst experience doing a collaboration with somebody? You don't have to say names uh, if you don't want to, but like, and you can say names, and too. you can say names. Uh, that just makes the ratings better. No pressure. That's how motherfuckers get fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, my worst experience. <laughs> I have so many good ones. It's really hard to um, pick out a bad one. Uh, let me think. Or I guess the kind of thing that would, you know. So I've been I've been in the studio with. Uh, quite a few amazing amazing artists and uh back in the day before i had a filter and before i had someone to help me uh figure out who not to work with or or, or to say no you mm-hmm. know i would just say yes to everything mm-hmm. so yeah. uh a couple times i ended up in the studio um in some wild situations so me and my buddy oj uh oreo we recorded a song uh for a mixtape of mine back in the day. We went to a studio downtown. Uh, it was right on Market Street on the Circle, like on the cobblestone. And uh, we went upstairs, and the studio was ran by this dude I know. And uh, his his buddy had a studio upstairs, and this guy was, he was interesting. He was like, he was definitely like, it was a studio, but it was like, this is obviously like a they're obviously like money laundering or there's something going on. Like some <laughs> okay. shit's getting washed or yeah, something. You yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. like this is the, like, but we went upstairs to his studio room. The whole studio room was red, red leather couches everywhere. He had a fucking piranha tank. Okay. Okay. Uh, piranha tank. Yeah. He had a piranha Full tank. Full on he James like, Bond villain. He was like, <laughs> he was like, he was like, you want, he was like, you want to see me feed him? no we're okay bro actually he's like (laughs) like we're okay i'm like he's like about to drop a mouse in there or some shit like i'm like i'm good uh uh but yeah that was interesting i've just been when in hip-hop and just like dealing with dealing with homies and people you like you just you kind of sometimes will find yourself in funny situations uh yeah that was that was funny yeah, yeah, this motherfucker had a piranha tank. <laughs> Decked out all red, red walls, red leather couch. Like oh. it was like wild. We like walked in and he was like, I heard a lot about y'all. He like he like slapped this girl on the ass who was on the couch okay. and like she like yeah, walked okay. out. I'm like, all right, we're really in a whole nother situation <laughs> right now. This is interesting. Well, what you just described was a murder room. Uh, <laughs> it's all red it. for a reason. It's a kill room. Blood red, yeah. And the piranhas are just, you know, for the, the fingers or whatever. I, yeah, also I feel like he starves those piranhas just so he can do that power move every time yeah. he comes. Oh, I was just about to feed him. You guys want to see me feed him? <laughs> yeah, don't slip up here. <laughs> yeah, they are hungry. Uh, and I've worked with, I've, I've done some verses for like kids and stuff. Just people like being like, hey man, like, you know, I really... Fuck with you! I really love your music. I want to do, a, want to get a verse from you. You know, it's like you know you throw them all at you kind of shit, and uh, and then you get the track back, and it's just like trash. It's just <laughs> like it's just like the worst beat you've ever heard. It's like off. They got your verse all off kilter on the beat. Mm-hmm. Like that's not even how you rapped it, and it's already online. So oh shoot. Yeah, so okay. So I guess I'm kind of naive. <laughs> I didn't even think about this. Like so, you'll just give someone. You'll just do a verse to your own beat give it to someone and then they just convert it to their beat no um they'll get they'll send they'll send you the track you record the verse to their beat Mm -hmm. you send them a reference track in which you're like yo this is the ref this is how i want my verse placed within the track and then the engineer fucks it up somehow Mm. like usually if the engineer doesn't have a ponytail like you're (laughs) fucked (laughs) (laughs) Like you know what like like so like the sound like if your sound guy has a ponytail, yeah. you're you're set. You're yeah. good. I, I you love know, that. you know you're good, bro. Like I love that. As if if I don't see a ponytail, yeah. I'm worried. Yeah. Like I'm worried. Hey, where's this ponytail? <laughs> yeah, I just cut it. Like, nah, let me see the trash. She's like <laughs> Now I want to speak to you about making these beats. Like what inspires you? Like where do you go? Because like I have a lot of friends that make beats. Sometimes they do well after like a maybe a breakup or maybe something bad happened. Like what inspires you? Yeah, breakups is uh, breakups pretty pain pain pain. pain. <laughs> um, like you're not depression. a beat maker if you haven't been through a breakup. 
Yeah, it builds character. Yeah, you know, I don't trust anyone who hasn't had their like heart broken, or I just assume they're like a sociopath and they don't respect the opposite sex or something. If they haven't got their heart broken, I don't know. Yeah, some Christian Bale shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched that movie for the first time, and I'm like, man, he talks about music just like that, like I do. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't like the similarities. <laughs> Like, you listen to this Radiohead album, man. Like, <laughs> you just hear it just swells. It's slow burning. <laughs> then I kill the girl. Yeah. Metaphorically. No, I'm really more inspired by just, like, other music. I just listen to, I try not to listen to, like, a lot of, like, I try to listen to things that are not what I'm making. Like, hip-hop, I try to listen mm-hmm. to... I don't want to hear other people's beats. Right. I'd rather listen to like alternative rock, punk rock, metal, mm-hmm. anything else. That's what really inspires me in all my beats. Because I I just want to sound unique. Yeah. You know, I don't want my shit to sound like anything else. But I mean, there's probably plenty of shit that sounds like me. So it's the same thing with comedy. Like co- comedians, sometimes when they go in their writing process, you don't want to watch another comedian and then just pull from them. You like. It's you subconsciously do that shit with music too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Which I don't think it's that bad to do. I think it's okay to like take inspiration as long as you do it good. Mm-hmm. If you do it bad, then yeah, yeah. If you're being if you're being lazy and running some shit through your own machine, expecting to get something else out, like the the it'll bleed through. Mm. I feel like, but like if if you're like actually trying to. If you're inspired by something, running it through your own machine, like it's you can, it can be your own, you know, like without it bleeding through and feeling like you're taking from something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just do it good. Yeah, do it tastefully. Do it good. Yeah, mm-hmm. just have the natural talent to do it good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody. A lot of people try suck. to do stuff and just when they shouldn't. Yeah. I think it's some great advice. If you're gonna do music, do it good. Uh, be good at it and do it good. Yeah. Yeah, um, and if your homies suck at making music, tell them they suck. Yeah, tell them to do something else. Well, I just invite or try harder better musicians onto the podcast and then try yeah. to make them feel sorry for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, this podcast song needs help. Uh, <laughs> well, it's also it's also an interesting thing of like the way that like our show has like grown. Like this thing started off with me uh, recording with a cell phone in the middle of the table. Just one on one, and I'd come over and I'd cook a reasonable brunch for a person, and then, <laughs> and, and then interview them, and then it just kind of turned into this arms race of like, well, how about seven courses of brunch? Like, how about you know? And 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 so we didn't used to have a theme song. We used to just let the guests pick out the music because we weren't like on YouTube or anything. We were just doing like audio only podcasts, and that was kind of interesting because that kind of turned into its own like. You know, talking point, just like, hey, you pick out any song. And some people are like, okay, I got it. And some people are like, oh, shit, what do you mean I got to pick out a song? And I'm like, there's no wrong answers. You can play something you listen to on the way over here. It's fine, but it just gives you a little a little peek into what that person might be feeling right then and there, you know, like oh, if, if they get to pick the song. And then and then it became a copyright thing. It was like, okay, we need our own song. And then uh, my friend Nate did one. It, he he makes songs for podcasts. I asked him to do a hip hop song. He did not. Uh, he's not his forte. He's, he is not a white rapper. Uh, but as this uh, as the shows change and stuff too, it's like it's kind of a different thing. We've we've I've rotated through like four different co hosts, and it kind of it ended up with me and Thad being like roommates and co hosts. And then I remember like the first time somebody said, "Is this a black show?" And I was like, "Oh, I mean." Yeah, like I never thought of it as a black show when it was just me. Yeah, for and sure. then all of a sudden it was just me and Thad, and we were just comics, and I was like, I don't know, are we a black brunch show now? <laughs> like, I mean, what? we are, but I mean, like, yeah, what is what is a black brunch show? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah I feel yeah. that though. I get that. I mean, yeah, I think it's like it's just one of those things. Like you, you've built something and it's growing, you know, and now now it's just it's time for that little upgrade. Yeah, know? well, now it's like. Yeah. People like sometimes we go out in public and people like, you know, yeah, I, we know Heart of Brunch. And they're like, 
Like you do? You don't know us. You know? Like, <laughs> we never listen, but like we know who it is. I think that was my favorite part. Like one time someone's like they they added me on Instagram and they're like, Oh my gosh, like Harder Brunch follows you. I'm like, like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, oh he's like, You know Harder Brunch? Like, oh yeah. He's like, Oh yeah. But yeah, it's the voice. But so like yeah, definitely as we become more professional, I like to build it up, you know, keep bringing it up and up a level. And then um it's been crazy, like, I mean, it's just us goofing around, talking to the microphone, and talking to people that we find interesting, and then, like, I've had, like, some of the best chefs in the city, like, start following us and be like, I want to come over and cook for you guys, you know, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I love this, that. This is ridiculous. Indiana Blessings, that's that's what it is. Uh, it really is, but I think a big part of that is that I think food brings people together. And Absolutely, I, it does, yeah. I think there's something about breaking bread with people and, and offering up hospitality, and inviting someone to come and and eat with you and and, and kick it in a uh, in a way like that that like is totally different than most podcasts. You kind of just go in cold, and it's like, tell me your life story, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, like I like to put people a little bit at ease or try to. Um, and part of that is coming up with a theme, uh, and you know, not all themes are created equal. You know, sometimes. <laughs> wait, wait, they're not. No, no, we've had. I, I think mean, a theme is a theme. Yeah. No, I don't know. Zach, 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 have we had some some dead themes? Yeah, he's just he's, he's just nodding in agreement. Yes. All right, name one dud theme. Oh, this is a Zach question, and I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't know. There was a period where it was just kind of lunch. Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> Lunchables. Yeah, I feel like we we dropped the brunch theme for a little while. Yeah, and then it was just straight lunch. Yeah. This was like back on Walnut Street, though. Remember uh, Leather Turkey Day? <laughs> now, now you're just going into particular meals you did not enjoy, and that's hurtful. Uh, <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> that wasn't what was it. They just wanted to both dunk on me real quick. <laughs> but uh, what I meant is, as far as the theme is, sometimes, sometimes the theme really presents itself. Uh, and then there's also like I have a list of like shit that I just want to do, you know. Yeah. And then I have shit that I'm like, oh man, like this. This guest makes me think of this, or we'll do this. So, I definitely, uh, definitely was inspired to do hip hop, and then we've had a lot of fun taking like song titles or, or different kinds of songs, and then doing different foods associated with them. I appreciated the the, the music, uh, the, the song being paired with each course. I thought that was great. Yeah, thank you. That was yeah, fun. That I appreciated was, that. That that was fun, and it, it it honestly makes preparing a new menu every week like. It's inspiring, and then I get excited to do that. Like sometimes, sometimes in those lunch zones that uh, that Zach did have fun with. Uh, no, there there are times where it's like you you do kind of just become uninspired, or you're just like, man, I don't know. I did this last week. What am I doing this week? But like, there's something about pairing it to a theme and really thinking about like, okay, this song. What does this song make me think of? And then like, oh god. So like, there's some on here where I got so excited to do it that it was just like I couldn't wait to like get home and start cooking it, you know. Um, yeah, you snap, you snap, bro. It's, it was great. It was really great. It was the best meal I've had in a long time. Um, never had lobster poutine. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed the wet ass pussy. <laughs> the wop, well, the wop, the wop was really nice. and cheese was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, I need ice, to call her. the iced tea, the, the sweet, <laughs> yeah, the Long Island iced tea was great. You really, you really, you really hit it on all the angles. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice, let's. I'll just run through it real quick. Uh, the yeah, the iced obviously iced tea. Uh, I've just been famous for. I the first thing that always pops in my head with iced tea though is body count. You know, like the band. Like, yeah, tight. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the first one. Whenever I think of iced tea, because it was like nice. He's the first person that I remember thinking of, like like when you were talking about like being in a hardcore band Bro, or I something love like body that. Count so much, like like <laughs> like I mean, like he's like the old G of that. You know, it's just like that wasn't like that wasn't a thing. You know, like it's so good bro. switching between genres like that. Uh, so the best song, the best body count song, is the one where they just say body count a hundred <laughs> times. <laughs> It's like body count, body count, body, body, body count. They start like overlapping and shit. Yeah. And it's just like this crazy riff and then that's it. 
But that's so you don't forget. The, that's exactly the kind of stuff we were talking about, like like punk and hardcore and hip hop, like all kind of meeting up. Like I think about body count. I think about uh, like like I mean like even like old school like Lincoln Park three six three six. Yeah, I mean three six is great because like I mean fuck it, hey like. That these motherfuckers were in the heart of Memphis, Tennessee, calling themselves Triple Six Mafia. Yeah, like, that's pretty like, badass. Fucking, like, the like Bible that's belt. some that's some different shit in 1993. You a know, lot, like, a, it's like, yeah. Not, <laughs> well, a lot of people don't. <laughs> a lot of people don't remember that they were like horrorcore. You know, yeah, like absolutely, like them and like uh, like Grave Diggers. You know, yeah, like Grave Diggers was in the 90s too. Yeah. Like, Russell Simmons signed Grave Diggers, which is like wild. that that old school stuff. But like, yeah, then I was just like, okay, I mean, I can't play Body Count for this <laughs> to start off a brunch, you know? Like, and then so I was like looking through his catalog, and I forgot that he was like the original like Ninety Nine Problems, you know? So I, I started listening to that, and I, I got to say, Jay Z improved that song. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, sure. like, definitely made it his own. But like the, hearing that original hook, I was just like, oh. I, Completely forgot about that. For a court case, though, he got sued, didn't he? You told me that. Yeah, there was there was some legal. There was some some. Was uh, icy? Yeah, I can see that. You can't take <laughs> songs like that, I guess. I mean, that if was I, that was back in the day. You know, that was like at the time when motherfucking Supreme Court were taking rappers to like court and shit for uh, like bad lyrics, or like dirty lyrics. Oh know? yeah. Also, if you did a song with someone and now they're a billionaire, I might be re- revisiting the contract a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, can we, can we get a little bit more of this one? Uh, Zach, uh, we'll talk about your, 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 your fudge bites. Yeah, I chose uh, uh, Laffy Taffy, and then I also did Tootsie Roll. Uh, so I made a fudge with the Tootsie Roll with some pecans and uh, bacon in there. And then at the end, I did the milkshake, which was the Laffy Taffy milkshake. It's so good. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great. You can tell that me and Zach are old because all of our hip-hop songs are from the 90s. Um, then the uh, <laughs> the WAP macaroni in the pot. Um, definitely wanted some female rappers on there. Uh, definitely, obviously, I felt like that just kind of became self-explanatory. Yeah, it's like I- the greatest song ever written, so. Also, like, I'll be straight up honest. I didn't understand. Like, I'm a grown ass man. I didn't understand the, the the line macaroni in a pot. What I like, I, was like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> Explain to me, like, well, well Zach kind of showed us. <laughs> he went and kind of stirred it around, and it gave me a new like experience with the song. Actually, yeah, no, that's real. I can see that. Yeah, that's that's once that correlates for you. That's yeah, I'm like, your oh. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I felt I felt like uh, I felt like a newborn. I don't know. I felt like a, a sweet young boy who didn't understand the dirty lyrics for once. So I was like, "What? Um, can you can you clip that so we could like play that sound bite anytime we want?" I felt like a sweet young boy. I felt like a sweet young boy. <laughs> uh, Tribe Called Quest, uh, Ham and Eggs, classic. Um, there's a lot of stuff you could do with 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 ham and eggs, and uh, I definitely like the kind of like. And I've done kind of maybe a different version of this before, but I think this was one of the better ones. Uh, the way it finally turned out, like the kind of kind of soul eggs Benedict. Yeah, you know? no, that's a perfect way to put it. The collar, the collar set it off. Yeah, like that's like my family's. Mm-hmm. My family's down south of Mississippi, so like greens, cornbread, collard greens. That's like. That's, that's that's my shit right yeah. there. Yeah, for real. Um, the tacos. And, yeah, so this was confusing because it was the main, kind of the main dish, the main course. It definitely wasn't a tapa, which is like a beginning of a meal thing, you know, like a smaller. But this was, uh, you know, I wanted I wanted uh, Action Bronson. Something, one of his songs just because... Uh, because he's a chef and because food is such a like part of everything that he does. And I've honestly just had a trip watching his like shows and stuff like fuck that's delicious and stuff like that. Just watch him go around, like be wild. And, uh, the beginning of his song tapas, I'm not going to rap it, but if you go listen to the first 16 bars, uh, it just mentions these 
uh, kind of different things, uh, food related. And one of them's poutine, and one of them's lobster, and one of them's uh, quattro fromage, which is like four cheese. And I was just like, that's it. That's the recipe. He gave us the recipe in the first you know, few bars of his song. And I, I immediately wanted it. I was just like, yeah, that makes sense. We could put this together. And I honestly wasn't sure until I saw you guys eat it if it was going to be good or not. Like, I was like, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be something. It's one of those things like it. it it just makes sense. Like once you have it all on one on one fork, yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, uh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, so we had a guy on uh, from uh, he owns a lobster shop here in town, and he brought like a pound of lobster, and he didn't. I didn't know, you know, he was going to bring that, and so he just kind of brought this delicious lobster. It was from his business, it was great, but he brings it, and he's kind of like, hey, you guys, you can you can throw this on something. And, like, everything was kind of already made and, like, spoken for. It wasn't anything that would have really benefited from, like, just some loose lobster on it, you know? And so I just, in a panic, just took what I had around, and I made lobster nachos. Lobster nachos. And and I remember bringing them out, and they were good, but they were just, it was exactly, it just was lobster nachos. And I remember him looking at it, and his face was like, Bro, I just gave you like fifty dollars worth of lobster. (laughs) Threw it on some nachos. Threw it on nachos. So I feel like this was the redemption for the lobster nachos. This was the uh, the uh, arc, and then it changed my life. I have to say that it changed your life. Yeah, like when you, I took a bite and I was like, oh, like I want to be nicer to people. That's I started thinking that. Like started thinking like I want (laughs) to talk to my parents real quick. You know, like I I had a moment. Good now. I don't know. You're a better man. I'm I'm a better man after having those <laughs> those uh, poutine lobster bites. And then you said that you made Laffy Taffy, but Zach, please explain this milkshake because I I wasn't sure if it could be done. I, I wasn't sure. So I just melted the uh, Laffy Taffy down with cream and then stirred together with uh, ice cream mixed together until I had a milkshake. That's pretty much it. And, uh, I mean, Laffy Taffy doesn't melt really easy, so <laughs> it took a while. Nice. There yeah, it is. Delicious. We didn't see that being a problem. No. <laughs> Swing, swinging the mic in front of the drinks. I love that. You guys can cut this out, right? Oh, what? No, we, we're going to leave it in. Oh. oh, the sound. No, it's fine. <laughs> Sponsored by Beep. If you want money, pay us. Not, yeah. not White Claw. <laughs> Truly <laughs> busy, we're be- we're beeping wall out. We just had Upland on here, so we have to say Upland, even if it's not. Uh, <laughs> if it's not they don't even make Upland, seltzers. Upland are great. They're amazing. They uh, they sponsored my first festival that I threw in 2018, and they gave me so much beer, an insane amount of beer. What was um, your what was your first festival? Uh, it was called New Hands Festival. Uh, we did it at uh, Healy. We had like 34 Five artists and a bunch of uh, uh, pop-ups and yeah, it was mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Yeah. And we raised like ten thousand dollars for um, we raised ten thousand dollars for like two different nonprofits. So it was fun. Oh nice. wow, yeah, Holy that's shit. that's awesome. Way to go, Upland! Yeah, shout out Upland. They always show love. The restaurants really good in Bloomington. They have good beer cheese. Oh, they yeah. had sriracha hummus one time. It was really good. Yeah. They're good uh, at what they do. Yeah, they they they're the they're they are new people. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back after this message. Welcome back to the Hard Brunch Podcast. We're talking about uh, classic films, <laughs> the one I love, the one I love, scary movie, three, uh, scream. Uh, Ready yeah, got fingered. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. One spooky season. What's your favorite? What's your guys' favorite horror flicks? Uh, I mean the original Halloween is okay. Is number one. It's really like good. Nothing, nothing is better than that in in terms of uh, horror and uh, tension and release. Yes, like, that shit's crazy. Old school Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, original Scream, Scream Queen. Uh, John Carpenter, the fucking legend. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. The original is crazy. I just watched. The new one yesterday, ha- Halloween ends. What do you think? It was good. It was good. Uh, uh, David Gordon Green, the director, uh, and uh, Danny McBride, uh, he wrote it. He wrote the last three. 
or co-wrote the last three. Danny McBride oh, did. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Him and da- him and David Gordon Green took over the series. Uh, David Gordon Green did like uh, Pineapple Express and Your yeah. Highness and shit. Uh, I, I definitely think there is a correlation between uh, comedy and horror. Obviously, like Jordan Peele. Absolutely. Peele's. Yeah, but, like, I think. I mean, look at fucking look at Ghostface, bro. Yeah. Like look, the, like just the ghost. Ghost, there's there's like a clip of how many times Ghostface just gets like dusted or gets his ass beat. Like, yeah, it's like motherfucker <laughs> slamming doors in his face and just like tripping him. He's like just like flimsy as fuck. Yeah. Well, that was that was the thing with the Wes Craven, especially is like he he was around so long that he got to get meta with his own shit. You know, like he got absolutely be, based off of the tropes that he started. Yeah, you know? which yeah. is like you've been in the game a long time when you, when you can. <laughs> Uh, the snake starts to eat its tail, you know, yeah, like do your own callbacks. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like now it's like everything's kind of a meta take on like an old trope, but he was like the first one in the game. Cause like not only that, but like uh, even like uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare was that way, you know, yeah, like that was his first, that was his first like meta take. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, and that was so bad. And that was like, so bad. Hey, <laughs> I, I still think it's better than whatever movie they did with that. But look, if you're if Robert England can still form sentences, <laughs> he needs to be Freddy Krueger until he's dead. Uh, just real. CGI him up. Whatever you need to do. I know he's old, but like until he's actually dead, he should be the only Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he really should. He's great. Uh, but yeah, like, uh, <laughs> uh, what's your what's your favorite scary movie? My favorite scary movie, I, I like that you said Halloween because I was thinking of the cinema of the mind, um, but I watched Blair Witch Project 2, the, the second one first. And it, it makes me so angry every time you say this because you say up. Blair Witch and I go, yeah, that yeah, was scary. Great. And then you say two and I'm like, God damn it. Hold up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first one I got to watch. Yeah. And, and I was, I had nightmares. Yeah. yeah. Was, I mean, scary. It was very unsettling. Um, you what was that movie that you had me watch? It was like the girl on the TV, and you're like, dude, you're gonna love this. The Ring, the Ring, the ring. The and it wasn't that. It wasn't. Like, well, I thought I was gonna. I was ready for ring, nightmares, yeah. and I was like, oh, this isn't that scary. But again, we don't even have DVD players now, and they're talking about a tape, so it's hard to be scared <laughs> of like a tape when like we don't even mess with tapes anymore. Oh man, I definitely watched it on tape. Also, we have a friend named Hannah who is an Asian girl with stringy hair that just pops in our house sometimes. Yeah. And I'm always like, <laughs> like, man, you're like the Asian ghost that, pop, like, that haunts this house. Because <laughs> I'll just like come out of my bedroom sometimes and she's just standing there like unannounced. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Hannah Rushland is more scarier than The Ring. I will say that <laughs> like, on record. You just crawl out of a TV? I, I love her. Like, yeah, she'll just like pop. I'll be like going into my room and like, like there's, there's someone singing in the bathroom. It's like, hello, Thaddeus. Like, ah! <laughs> Tell me your secrets. Uh, have you. What's have your you, favorite scary movie? You didn't. Oh, man. Um, I don't. You know what? I don't have a favorite, but I have a lot of like. Uh, I like. I like cheesy horror movies. So I like. I like like the Friday the 13th franchise. Okay. So like, you can count those? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean. Just because they they get ridiculous, and when they try to do a seri- when they try to reboot it and do it serious again, I'm like, what? This is yeah. Jason's not supposed to be serious. Like Jason, yeah. Jason is supposed to be like that's like like the the Jason franchise is dope because like they saw what John Carpenter did with Halloween, and they were like, all right, we're gonna do the same thing, but like trashy. Yeah, like we're gonna, <laughs> it's gonna like it's just gonna be like. Titties, motherfucking, and <laughs> and knives and and blood and like it's like the the outline is the same. Like the outline never changes for like all those films. Like it's like yeah. the same thing. You you know what you're gonna get. I still know, I still <laughs> I still stand by like like Freddy versus Jason. Like I like legitimately enjoyed that. Freddy movie. versus Jason was great. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, like no, like like I don't know. Like obviously, like there's plenty of real. Like intellectual horror movies and stuff. Like, I I sat through this movie called uh, Men. Maybe I don't know who you guys have seen it. It's, uh, uh, it's Alex it. Garland. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I I love uh, I loved Alex Garland's last two films before that. Like, uh, and so I wanted to see that, but I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about it. I just I, I it was interesting. You have to go uh, here. I think the cheat code is you have to see it with a woman because it's it's uh it's basically about the way. 
the, all the uncomfortable feelings that women feel around men. And so if you're a dude watching it, you're like, I don't get it, you know? And like, this is this is a bunch of weird nonsense. And then every woman you're watching with, I know exactly what this film is about. <laughs> you're like, oh, for real? And then I had some really interesting conversations with afterwards. But yeah, it's it's trippy. It's This is like trippy and cerebral. I did not get it until it was kind of like broke down for me. And then I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So you learned something. Yeah, I think so. And you know me, I try not to. But... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I like I like both sides. I mean, uh, what was it? Hereditary. Like, yeah, I love wild, I, I love too. like the the flip on horror recently with like you know like the Ari Aster's with like Hereditary and Midsommar. Yeah, and then like Robert Eggers like The Lighthouse and shit like mm-hmm. that. I love I love that aspect of it. But I mean, I also love like just a good shitty slasher. You know? Yeah, like I feel like they both need to exist. You know, in that world, I think they're both great. Um, have you, have you worked in the service industry at all? The food service industry? Yeah. A lot through the years. Yeah. I came up in the service industry. What'd you do? Um, so I've worked a lot of, uh, shitty fast food jobs through the years, uh, as a kid. Um, I worked at, uh, I did dishwasher. I washed dishes at milk tooth when it first opened. Mm. Um, John hired me and, uh, did that for a while. And then I, Went over to Blue uh, Bluebeard for a year and um, worked in the kitchen. That was great. There's a lot of hip hop talent at Milk Tooth there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's. I think that's just the culture of Indianapolis. It's like a lot of the creatives in the community work in the service industry. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that's just. I mean, they're kind of we kind of cut from the same cloth in that sense. And yeah, you know, it's like we we live in these communities. You know, we serve food and drinks and you know clean up you know in these communities and then we go out and fucking play shows and put money you know into the businesses of the communities it all recycles yeah. you know like yeah i had a friend and we were both he was like a bar back you know like hotel tango and then they would have art shows there and then he was one of the, like the featured artists and he was doing all this woodworking stuff and making tables and stuff. And, I, and like one Friday night, he like sold like every piece that he made, and it was, it was thousands of dollars. And I was like, so I was like, dude, get those, stop bar backing. I was like, you should be doing this shit like full time. No, that's real. I love that. Yeah, I was just like, oh yeah. And then definitely like doing all kinds of like comedy shows, plugged in, you know, all around. You know, we used to do stuff out like the dugout and stuff like that. So yeah, it's there. There definitely is like all kinds of kinds of artists there um are you do you full-time music um no i'm not full-time music i've uh i've bounced around i've done full-time music through the years um the past couple years i've been um doing uh stagehand work at onc and different places just like lights and sound and stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh i've right now i'm also doing uh, residential construction which is uh-huh. cool. Just learning how to build a house from the ground up, which is yeah, really yeah. cool. Uh, I plan to build a. I plan to buy a house in the next couple of years. And build. And it? I know nothing about houses, so this was like a win-win for me. Yeah, you know, it's like a company of like three people, so I just kind of get to like learn how to build a house from the ground up. So that's been interesting. Um, I just kind of like take gigs and just like for the experience to like learn some new shit. You know, like that's amazing. But uh, I still do music. 24 7 you know it's like i can't not if i'm not if i did music 20 all the time like if i was always doing music like i get burnt out you mm-hmm. know yeah like i need other shit to like keep my brain mm-hmm. situated you know i'm always looking at fucking seven tv screens at once you know i like keeping a foot in the food world you know yeah. and like bouncing back between food and comedy i love food so much and um I would have loved to like stay in food, but I just kind of got burnt out and I really wanted to like just explore, you know, I feel like that's one thing I've, I've always done is like music and being a creative will always be my number one. And other than that, like I want to explore and just try different things, you know, it is interesting because like a lot of creatives, like they do need a lot of other projects or like they like claim, you know, ADD, like I'm always working on something else. But I, even for me, I find, like, if I'm at a job, 
I will get more creative because I'm thinking I don't want to be at this job. So I start thinking about how I could create this or build this set. And then when I'm at home and I'm at the job, I'm like, oh, I don't want to work on <laughs> I feel that. being creative. It's like I need <laughs> to be distracted. And my distraction is my creativity sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think like you have to you having that break like and being able to like put your mind elsewhere like anytime anytime i'm working or doing anything else like i'm like thinking of bars or like mm -hmm. writing a song or like you know it's like and then you want it and then as soon as you get a chance you go back to it you know but it's like the more i've gotten the the older i've gotten i've realized that it's the less time you have to focus on your craft it's easy when you have all the time in the world to like work on something or be creative it's 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 when you don't have the time to do that anymore and you have to find the space to do that is when it matters you know it's like i don't have the time and the capacity i used to to do music anymore so when i do find the time to spend and be creative like it means so much more to me right yeah you know because like i i don't have that access anymore you know because like i've gotten older and life changes and it's like now that I don't have the time to do it as much, it's like when I finally get to hone in and do it, it's like I make the most of it, you know. Now, making that transition from someone like, you know, at one point you're the kid just, you know, going to shows, just trying to just trying to get some shine, trying Fuck to get yeah, to get on. Yeah. And now you're on the other side of the spectrum where like people are looking up to you as like a pillar of the community, you know, like um all right, maybe pillar is weird. <laughs> yes, it makes me feel weird, but I appreciate that. But Thank like, you so but you know what I'm saying? Seriously, like, like you. you're somebody, you're somebody that's been in it and been around, uh, and you're putting on your own festivals. You'd be like, is there a an idea of like what you want to pass on to like people that are younger than you? That's in, a good question. In in music, um, I think like that's a good question. Uh. I think what I want to pass on is exactly what I'm doing. I feel like I've worked really hard over the years to figure out what type of energy and foundation I want to cultivate and what I want to build, you know, and who I want to build with. Mm -hmm. And it's easy in this business and especially as a musician where we're trained to to think, believe we have to reach up. Because we're always climbing the ladder. We're always trying to like, it's it's a competition. It's basketball. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. especially hip hop. Hip hop is basketball. Like it's a, it's a tw game of 21. It's a scrimmage. <coughs> yeah. You know, so it's like you're constantly tunnel vision mm -hmm. and, and trying to climb the ladder. Yeah. And you, you get trained to think you have to reach up yeah. to get up. You know, and it's like, what I've learned through the years is like, Every everybody's focused on reaching up when we just need to reach out because mm. everything we need around us, everything we need to sustain ourselves and to build something, mm -hmm. you know, that has, um, you know, strong foundation to it is is uh, in this room. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like your community and everything. Everything you need is right around you. You know, so it's like I'd say the one thing I want to leave behind is just that. Like we have each other and we have sustainability around us we just have to build it we have the social capital we have the people we have the ideas we have the minds you know it's just like who's gonna who's gonna do it you know who's gonna who's gonna build an umbrella for us to stand under you know so it's like the kids are doing it themselves bro like i don't know shit about the music scene right now in the sense that i went to a show my buddy draco mccoy booked a birthday show at healer a couple weeks ago and there were like shout out draco that's my brother um and there were probably like two different bands on the bill that i had never heard before in my life like you uh you have you heard that uh uh drln band mm -mm. they're fucking crazy <coughs> they it's but it's like now it's to the point where i used to be so tapped in and it's like now I'm so tapped out yeah. that like there's new shit coming up and yeah. I don't even know what the fuck it is you know and that feels good yeah. you know I love seeing that like I don't have to do shit it's it, the the outline is built the snowball is rolling and it's gonna take care of itself you know so good it's kind of like when we're we're looking around I mean we haven't been in the game as long as you have but like for comedy like all of a sudden like you start seeing 
all these new comics pop up and you're like, wait, I need to start supporting more shows. I need to get to find, I need to find out what this person is about because as much as you want to build up the scene, they're a part of that too. Exactly. Whether you like what they're putting out or not. So you have a choice to seriously. Yeah. Whether you like, whether you have a choice to either partner with them or help them out, or give them ideas. You keep looking at Grant Weber when you were saying that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Grant Weber. He, he did an, an awesome, I, I know this was a time to dunk on him. <laughs> I just saw him perform with Ron Funches. So I'm a little bit in like, not in awe. I'll never be in awe of you, but like, uh, <laughs> there it is. There I'm it is. Thank awe. you. Like, but I thought he lost his touch. I mean, I like I was like, oh, he's making people laugh. <laughs> but uh, I I did really want to I want to talk about cinephile. Um, I brushed up on it and listened to it again, and uh, I also watched your audio tree. Um, yeah. and, uh, that was uh, one. The audio tree was great. The performance. Thank you so and, much. I don't know if there was an audience there because uh, like you don't ever see what's on the other side. But like there was times where I felt like there was an audience. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 it was uh, live stream, so there kind of was. A lot yeah, there okay. was there was a, a live stream audience in that sense, but like when we all went down there to do that, like we we all made an effort to be like we just want to put on the best performance we possibly could. Um, Audio yeah. Tree is like a staple in Chicago, and I've as a kid, we both, me and Bobby, both came up watching Audio Tree sessions mm-hmm. of like our favorite bands, you know, so. To be able to like actually yeah. do a session ourselves was it was a it was a real blessing. Yeah. It was great. Like you like, I I've been to one of your shows here, and then to see you do like bring the same energy, even with there's a, like a live stream. Like no one wants to perform for computers. No one <laughs> no one likes that. Uh, that's just honest. But like you still brought the same energy to that, and I really appreciate that. And you shout out shouted out Indiana. Several times, and was like, "That's that's real." That's all like- day. I mean, yeah, all day, bro. Like one thing, forever is like me and OJ say it a lot, but like we we say we nap town to the bones, and it's just mm. like that's just what it is for us. Like nap town cats exude a certain sway, and and that's a Jared Carmichael or uh uh um uh fuck. Yeah. We'll just say Jared Carmichael for it's now. It's not He's Jared Carmichael. Uh, it's not Jared Carmichael, but it's but Friend it's, of the show. But it's uh, Jared. It's Jared. Jared from Jared from Premium Blend, uh, uh, the jazz the jazz band. Uh, he's a saxophonist and a jazz instrumentalist. Uh, he's amazing. He worked at Bluebeard for a long time, but uh, he he said Naptown Cats have a certain sway, and that's just like real. We do have a certain sway. Uh, yeah, I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that. I was just trying to land it. No, no, you What's you there? landed it. We. <laughs> We all have that sway. Our producer quotes a different Jared from Subway a lot, and you shouldn't do that. That's why we took his mic away for a couple weeks. I was about to say Jared. He shouldn't have a microphone. (laughs) Uh, He's a bad man. Uh, Can you drop a beat for me, there, bad man? Uh, Thank you both for being with us today. It was uh, so much fun, Um, Mr. Trill. uh, Do you have any plugs you like to get out there? Mm. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Bobby Trill. Is B O B B Y T R Y L L? Yes, that is how you spell your name. Yeah, that's yeah. how you spell it. Yeah, if you just type in Google, you can buy beats. You can buy his beats. He's or a really good beat maker. Just email me. My, ba- my beats him. on my phone are better. <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you can send a beat on Twitter and 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 create your career, then you got some dope beats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he, he he really he really made it happen. Yeah. Um, I think to. they're all right. <laughs> they're all right. We're going to cut that out. You're mediocre. <laughs> yeah. This is they Indiana suck. podcast. <laughs> My beats suck. Bobby Trill sucks at gmail.com. Email me. That's his real email. That's real email. Uh, uh, is that? that? Yeah. I like making fun of comics, but other professionals, I just feel like sad. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. I'm uh, melancholy. I'm not sad. I'm just uh, serious. Where can people find you and follow you? Catch uh, up there, yeah, you can follow me at Instagram on uh, at serious black serious like the star B L V C K. You can find me on Twitter, uh, serious X black, and uh, all of that shit. Uh, I just put out a new album last year with Bobby, produced entirely by Bobby, called Cinephile. So that good. is a mixtape about movies and. Uh, we are really happy and with corn. that, and it's a yeah. It's also about the band Corn because we love Corn. Um, and then I'm working on putting out my new album Nomad. Uh, 
in March, and the first single drops in January. Hey, I didn't know yeah. any of that. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. What find out, find, uh, What's the song called? Uh, the song is called "I Broke the Devil's Ankles." Woo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. like some hot sauce stuff. It's a it's a song for Reggie Miller. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Friend of the show, Reggie Miller. Friend, yeah. friend of the show, Reggie Miller. Daddy's Jay. Y'all, y'all can find me. Um, I'm just going to be promoting this album um, called Nomad uh, for the next uh, year. So <laughs> I'm really excited about it. It's 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 gonna it's my best album yet. It's an album dedicated to Indianapolis and my journey here so far. So oh uh, how many yeah, songs? We'll nice. Uh, 112. Wow. Yeah, that's. Bobby That's and right. I have recorded 112 songs in a year, and we uh, cherry picked the best ones. So that's what this album kinda is. Like, that's kind of what Chris Brown does, but he just throws them all on one a CD. Like one he, out. He <laughs> does like he had like one that had like 40 songs. I'm like 40 songs. I'm supposed to listen to this. We we don't. Does he have that much to talk about? Shit, 40 songs on an album. Hey, you must be going through something. Zach Rohn. <laughs> you can find me at Zach underscore Rohn on all social media. Uh, at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Also, we do an additional comedy podcast every week, The After Brunch. It's on our Patreon. Uh, it's really fun. Yes. We're talking to local comedians. We're going to have Grant Weber on, who just got off a weekend hosting for Ron Funches, the Ron Funches. The. That's what's up. Uh, oh, yeah. Very funny comedian. And um, also, Grant Weber will be here. <laughs> uh, it was going to be so good if I didn't step on my own shit. Uh, Patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch only three dollars only three dollars only three dollars you don't you don't just get this episode though Thad you get the access to the entire after brunch, the after brunch library <coughs> you can go back and you can listen to the, the <coughs> old days the old days when like impressions imp- b- bad good impressions Rocky bad impressions. has been on uh, back in the day during during quarantine when uh, we would just drink till we fell asleep. You know, like like the wild days. Yeah, stuff that'll definitely get us canceled. Yeah, if you want to cancel us, it only costs three bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Please try, try, try to do that. I dare you. If you want to see the black man go down, <laughs> pay three bucks. Hey, thank you guys so much. Uh, check out everybody we talked about today, and uh, we'll see you next time on Harder Brunch. Gang shit. Bye bye. Bye.